Or do I just count 10 seconds and go ahead? Okay. Okay, welcome everybody. Uh, we are Baruch Hashem uh, continuing on the COVID uh, Shiorim. Today's topic will be examining um, the cycle of life. Uh, really, when we talk about uh, uh, general simchas that we have in the Jewish calendar. So um, can you participate uh, obviously with today's restrictions? So our, our major challenge is, and again, I'm, I'm not sure how practical this is for many uh, communities, but assuming that the restrictions are as such that you cannot have a minion, um, how do you go about certain uh, ceremonies, uh, starting with uh, a Brit Miller, um, a person who needs to bench a Birkata Gomel, a person who wants to, a couple that wants to get married, is there a problem of getting married if you cannot have a minion present, right? And how does Zoom fit into it and can it offer some type of solution in any of these cases? Um, and actually it's a great way to actually uh, look at what the nature of all these different ceremonies are. When, it's to, when we're referring to Brit Mila, when we're referring to Birkata Gomel, when we're referring to a wedding, uh, so it's actually a very interesting way of understanding the nature of each of these ceremony. And based on that, we'll be able to work out whether we need a minion and whether Zoom can help for these cases. So let's begin. So the first case is, is Birkata Gomel. And um, we know that a person who, let's say, has uh, recovered from a life-threatening situation is obligated <coughs> to say the brocha of Birkata Gomel. And the Shulchan Aruch, uh, basing, uh, based on the Gemara in Brachot, uh, Nundalet nun says as follows, Tzarich levarech bracha zo bifnei asara. This is uh, Shulchan Aruch in Orachaim, Reishu Tet. And he says, Tzarich levarech bracha zo bifnei asara. You need to make the bracha of Birkat HaGomel in front of 10 people. Vetrei minayu rabonen. And two of them have to be Talmidei Chachamim. Dichtib, because the Pasuk says in Tehillim, and you will uplift or exalt HaKadosh Baruch Hu in an assembly amongst people. And in the sitting of the elders, you should praise him. In fact, the um, I think it is the, the uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually the Khatam Soifer that says that people should actually sit for the, uh, for the Birkat HaGomel for the reason that the Pasuk over here says, Uve Moshav Skeinim right? So you actually sit for Birkata Gomel. I don't think that that's the Minag. I don't think we pass like the Khatam Sofer. I think most people generally in the community are standing anyway. Um, but he, I think that is an opinion, if I'm not mistaken, of the Khatam Sofer. However, <laughs> if the sages, if the Tamir uh, Chachamim are not present, a person shouldn't refrain from not from, from saying the bracha. I.e., you should go ahead and say birkata gomel. And the minag is to recite birkata gomel after kriyata torah because you always have a minion. The if a person made a bracha less than ten, 
יש אומרים שיצא ויש אומרים שלא יצא. Some say that he fulfilled his obligation and some say that he didn't fulfill his obligation. וטוב לחזור ולברך בפני עשרה שלו בהזכרת שם ומלכות. So in such a case, if a person uh, uh, made a bracha of Birkat HaGomel without 10 people there, it's a suffix whether he fulfilled his obligation and therefore says the Shulchan Aruch he should go back and recite the bracha without Shemu Malchut. Now, on this halacha of reciting Birkat HaGomel, Rav Ovad Yosef has a tshuva regarding, regarding a woman Let's say a woman's just given birth, so she needs to say Birkat Hagomel, right? So here, the, um, sorry, is, is the internet connection okay? Shouldn't impact the recording. I, I'm fine. Fine? Okay. Yeah. All right. Can, so, can, I, just um, ask, can I just ask a simple yes. question? Yes. We generally accept that you can't have a minion over Zoom. Is that right? Is that a general assumption, or are what? there still? Do we have a general assumption that you cannot, a minion could not be constituted over Zoom? Can you hear me? We'll see. We'll see. In which case, my in which case, my second question is: uh, What's special about Birchat Gomel that you might consider that you can do? You'll see. Okay. okay. Good questions. Exactly. Okay. Uh, excellent questions, and we'll see that Birkat Agomel maybe maybe is 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 an, an exception. exception to the rule. Okay. Okay. So mm -hmm. before, but before we get to before we get to that exception, I just want to bring Rav Ovadia Yosef, who's talking about Yabia Omer, and 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 the Shut Yabia Omer is describing a case of a woman who's let's say needs to um, say Birkat Agomel after giving birth, for example. And what the Chida wrote in the name of the Knesset Agdola, that a woman should make a brocha in the woman's section of the of the shul. She's referring to obviously that there's 10 men in the shul, right? And then he adds. And the woman's mechitza doesn't go up to the roof. That what? Even though they tend fachim, it's still considered one location. Now, from Rav Ovadi Yosef, it comes out that the presence of the minion has to be in the same location. He's got a discussion if a shul, if the Ezrat Nashim is considered a different location. But clearly, according to Rav Ovadio Yosef, one location is critical for the brocha of Birkat Hagomel. On the other hand, on the other hand, and, and, and similarly, says Rav Shlomo Abiner, he was asked, Efshar Levarech Birkat Hagomel Bazoom, and his answer, Lo. According to both Rav Ovad Yosef, according to Rav Shlomo Aviner, it's clear that Birkat Agomel is no exception to any other time we would need a minion. You need it in the location and you cannot do it via Zoom. Okay? However, look at the tshuva of Rav Tzvi Shechda. Rav, Rav Tzvi uh, Shechda says like this. Alkei nire, shim kvari gia yom chafei v'amagefa adain bim koma omeret. 
it's 25 days after, let's say, a person has, um, has come out of a life-threatening situation, let's say, recovered from COVID. And he's in a, in a place, in a town, um, I don't know, maybe that's the law in Manhattan right now, that you can't uh, gather 10 people together. He says, you can make the bracha of Birkata Gomel through Zoom. And he explains. And now this is, this is your, your question, uh, Dr. Zuckerberg. Why is this different? If we assume that you can't have a minion, um, you can't constitute a minion through Zoom, why all of a sudden, when we need a minion, do, does all of a sudden Zoom help? So he explains. Chada, number one. Dalpip shuto ein hatzorech la'asara b'torat davar shebikdusha. Explains Rav Shechta. There could be one, there could be many reasons why we need a minion. Possibility number one is you need it for a davar shebikdusha. Davar shebikdusha is basically you, that you, you, there are certain thing, parts of tefillah that are considered davar shebikdusha, such as kaddish, such as the kedusha, and that you need the physical presence of a minion. Okay, but he says. That over here isn't the, the case. We don't need, it's not a Dava Shabik Dusha. It's not something that needs, that is considered a Dava Shabik Dusha because it, if it was a Dava Shabik Dusha, you would, need, uh, you would need the physical presence. Now, <clears throat> why what, Dava Shabik Dusha generally is an invitation to the Hashraat Shina. That's my understanding. That when we talk about Dava Shabik Dusha, why do you need a, a, a minion? Because you really are inviting the Shekhinah to the locale, right? So if you are davening, the Shekhinah is resting there. And because the Shekhinah is resting there, you need a physical presence of 10 people. But, says, uh, says, uh, says Rav Shekhtar, here the reason that you need 10 people, that the Gemarian Brachot in, in, in um, said in the, in the Shulchan Aruch Paskin that you need 10 people is not because it's a Davar Dusha, but because it's Pirsum and Nisa, Vahodaya Barabim, and thanking Hashem in, the, in, the pub, in a public way and publicizing the nights. Now, since you've got 10 people that are hopefully listening, you know, therefore, Bahachisagi says, Rav Shechter, this would be good enough. Okay, so, so, to answer your question, uh, Dr. Zuckerberg, it is true that when a minion is needed for the, for the necessity of a davar shabikudusha, you need, according to almost all poskim, you need the presence, a physical presence of 10 people in one location. And therefore, for the sake of davening in a minion, right, to constitute a minion, it would be a problem on a Zoom uh, platform. However, if the nature of the chiyuv is in order to create pirsum and nisa, right, publicizing of the miracle, and that is why 10 people are needed, in such a case, one could, according to Rav Shechter, rely on Zoom, okay? Similarly, I, I yeah. Okay, I just had a thought, why could the shkina not rest on the internet? Anyway, that's just, maybe it's a silly thought, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Most poskim Just... held that that it's uh, <laughs> that it needed some type of uh, a physical. I don't know. Okay. okay. Um, I, I have another question. Yeah. If that's the case, can you then do light your Hanukkah menorah uh, on and have people wash it on Zoom, and and that would you'd be satisfied, Nisa. It could very well be. It could very well be. Look, there's no real halachic ramification because anyway, you still have to uh, you have to light your candles whether there is persimmonisa or not. The nafkamina might be as follows. Let's say, according to some people, you're lighting your menorah, your, your Hanukkah at 12 o'clock at night, right? And no one else is around. Is there a benefit of, of you know, scarping someone or zooming someone so that they can see? And I think the answer would be yes. But again, there, the, the halachic ramification is almost minimal because even according to most poskim, you would still say a brocha. So, so the, the benefit is clear. Whether there is a clear halachic ramification, I'm not sure. Because I, I, would, I would say, according to 90% of the poskim, you'd say the brocha anyway. But for certain, there is definitely an added element of pirsomanesa, and therefore it would be a hidur. Let's call it like that. It would definitely be a hidur if you could do so. Now, Rav Osha Weiss basically comes to the same conclusion as Rav, Rav Shechta. Um, but his, his reasoning is slightly different is slightly different because he says like this, he's quoting, um, uh, he's quoting the Mishnah Brewer, right? Let's, let's take it from, from this paragraph. He says like this, Yesh Omrim, he's referring to that, let's say you, didn't, you said the Birkat Agomel without 10 people. Yesh Omrim Shiatsa, some say that you fulfill your obligation, the Holy Karasara, Eno The whole idea that you need 10 people is only a hidur. It's only like, it's the lechatchila. But it was never that if you don't have 10 people, you should you can't say the bracha. Now, according to this, right? That if, if a person knows, and, and you know, he's, he's stuck in Indonesia, he's not going to get 10 people. There's no, there aren't 10 Jews there. So, you know, you're not going to get 10 Jews. So you say the Birkat Agomel without 10 Jews. And the, the, the words of the Ra'ah writes, says the Ra'ah, preferably a person should wait 30 days because you still have like 30 days to, 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 to say your Birkat Agomel, but if within 30 days, nothing's going to change, or let's say you're coming to the end of your 30 days and nothing's changing, then you say it without it. And that was similar to what Rav Shechter mentioned. Rav Shechter mentioned, you know, you're on the 25th day and, and, and you know, the restrictions, they've just, they've just extended the restrictions in Israel, right? So nothing's really going to change. Again, I, I, in, in Israel, the restrictions might be that you can still have a minion outside your house. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying in principle, if you know that nothing is going to change in the next five, 10 days. So then you say, without it. That seems to be, now that is the wording of the Mishnah Bura. Now look at the uh, Rav Oshavais. Rav says, Is that what he was paskening? That, you know, if 30 days are going to happen, then you should do it without 10 people. Or 
Or perhaps he was only saying, no, this is only according to the first opinion, but the second opinion says you don't fulfill your obligation. And um, his conclusion is that that is not the style of the Mishnaburah. The Mishnaburah, if he brings a, a long sentence like that, it means he's actually paskining it. So therefore, According to Rav Oshavais, he says like this. Well, let's do, let's just do the, the maths over here. According to the Shulchan Aruch and Mishnah Bura, if a person knows that they are not going to be able to find 10 people, then you can make the bracha anyway. So based on that, what's the downside? What's the downside to having a platform of Zoom? Right? I.e., Rav Oshavais is, is, is saying like this, it could be that you fulfill your obligation if you don't have a minion in any event. And if that is the case, right? So, so what's, the, what's the downside to trying to do it on a Zoom? And according to Rav Shechter, it makes sense to do it on Zoom because the nature of the Chiyov is Pirsum and and therefore there's a good argument to say that, well, you fulfill your obligation via Zoom. The only thing that Rav, Rav Osha Weiss is adding is that, look, it's not, at, in any event, it's a no-brainer. I think that's what he's saying. In any event, it's a no-brainer because according to the, the, the Mishnah Bura, you can say it without a minion. So if you can say it without a minion, so then Vada'i, you should say it with a minion in Zoom because you, there, there's, no, there's no downside to it, right? And then, then he says like this, uh, he says, I, I, he, he brings then, um, right, he says like this, right? When it comes to a Dava Shabikdusha, I've already publicized that I don't accept this idea that you can have a minion on Zoom, right? And they have to be in a physical locale. And you can't use Zoom or phone. Even if they can see each other, nevertheless, the same argument that is coming through from Rav Shech that we see in Rav Oshavais. There's a the nature of the chiyuv of the minion seems to be different, and that seems to be um, uh, the reason why Birkata Gomel is an exception to the rule. Okay, so I hope we've answered that question, why we might think that uh, it might be an exception to the rule. Now, based on that, let's go to the story of Brit Mila, the ceremony of a Brit Mila. So let's just rem remind ourselves what, what happens at a Brit Mila, right? So the... Uh, the, the father is going to say Sheikh Yanu. Well, depends if you're living in Eretz Israel. If you're not living in Eretz Israel, it's actually not a it's not a question of Eretz Israel and non-Eretz Israel. It's actually uh, whether you pass like the Ramah. Or, well, actually, it is a question of Eretz Israel, non-Eretz Israel, because Ashkenazim Kia also says Sheikh Yanu because we pass like the Gra. Anyway, um, uh, in general, right? They, it, most a lot of halachot in Eretz Israel uh, follow. Minag Hagra for, for Ashkenazim. And that's why, for example, you won't find, I, I don't know of any Ashkenazi shul in Israel that puts on tefillin on Cholamoid. Even though the Ramah paskins that way, however, the Vilna Gaon and the, and the Baal Shem Tov didn't. So 
who came to Eretz Yisrael? So the Svardim, they obviously didn't because the Shulchan Aruch Paschal not to. The Ashkenazim, they came, well, if they were, they were either the Talmidim of the Gra or Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov. And both the Gra and the Baal Shem Tov said not to Paschal, right? So Hasidim and Misnagdim in Eretz Yisrael didn't put on Tfilin. So if you come to Eretz Yisrael, no one follows the Ramah. And that's why you don't put on Tfilin. The same idea when it comes to the Brocha of Shechianu regarding uh, uh, Brit Mila. Anyway, um, so we have a, uh, the bracha of Brit Mila. We have a bracha, the father says, You have the bracha of Alamila, the actual, the actual bracha of that generally the, the, the Moyle says, right, if he's not the father. And then you have a bracha, which is called, right? And after that, you have a paragraph where we name the, the, the child. Right? Those are the, that is pretty much the Seder of the Brachot that we find in a Brit Mila. Now, the Shulchan Aruch says this follows. In Yoradea, where it's possible, we should make a Brit Mila in, with 10 people. But where you can't, it's clear that you can make it without 10 people. So our suffix regarding Birkata Gomel, whether you can be Yotze or not, when it comes to Brit Mila, the Shulchan Aruch is very clear. No minion, Vadai, you can still do a, a, a Brit Mila and you still Yotze and everything like that. Now, the question is why? Explains, so, so, so why do you need a minion? I, what's the purpose of trying to get a minion? Explains Otsara Brit. One should try and have a Brit Mila with 10. In order to testify in the presence of a 10 people that the father has fulfilled his obligation. Right? And in addition, the Brit Mila is called an otter sign, right? And and one should publicize the Nisayon, the test that Abraham Avinu was uh, was tested by, right? And uh, and and the last reason is and and thanking Akolish Baruch Hu, one should always do in public. So therefore, you need ten people. By the way, based on this logic. Based on the, this logic, says the Sefer Abrit, which is a very important uh, halachic compendium, uh, a contemporary halachic compendium on Hilchot Brit Mila. He says like this: gavre, let's say there aren't men, mitstarfim nashim vavadim laasara, women and servants. When over here he's referring to abadim, he's referring to I think an eved knani, an eved knani. Uh, basically fills certain mitzvot, and he also has to do a brit milah. Right? It's like a chetzi conversion kind of, uh, um, uh, kind of status. Now, he says, if you don't have 10 men, you can include women. Why? Command the mahale dami, because it's as if they have had a brit milah. Now, this is a very interesting discussion, which we won't go into, but there's a machloket, how women are obligated to... Uh, if women aren't obligated to do Birkat Amazon Minatora. It's a Gemara in Brachot Tafchaf, and there's a famous Rashi, Machloket Rashi and Tosfot over there. And according to the opinion that they're not obligated Minatora, one of them, 
uh, one opinion is because it says, right? How can a woman be obligated to say when it says the Brit that you signed on our bodies? They didn't have a Brit Miller. But the other opinion, I can't remember if it's Rashi or Tosfot, says, no, 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 that's not true. Because a woman, although she physically didn't have a Brit Mila, it's as if she's had a Brit Mila. And therefore, there's no problem of her saying, that's one answer, or is on Klali, on Klali Israel, not specifically on her, and therefore it's not a problem. But the point is that there is this concept in the Rishonim that the Gemara, that, that women have a status of having a Brit Mila, okay? And therefore, it wouldn't be a problem. And now, nearly the Gam Katan anymore. So, why is this all important? We see from here that all of the reason of the, of this, of the Minyan is clearly not for Davar Shebiktusha. What could it be? It could be Pirsumenisa. If it's because of Pirsumenisa, says, say for a Brit, it might be that women could be included in it. And for the same logic, if we take Rav Shechta and Rav Osher Weiss's Svora, you could fulfill the obligation of this via Zoom, right? Now, again, you can say the brachot. No one's saying you can't say the brachot without Zoom. But if you did it with Zoom, it's better. And you might fulfill the obligation of having a, um, of having a, a minion there, okay? Um, Question? Yes. Can can you answer Amen via Zoom? Yes. The poskim have basically said that if the the question is like this, if the brocha was not permitted to have been said, then you shouldn't answer Amen. But if the brocha was permitted to be said, then you can answer Amen. Right. So. In the event that a person did the brocha, he said the brocha ala mila, okay? Perfectly acceptable, right? So if it's perfectly acceptable, there's no problem of you answering amen. If the person, let's say, for example, you want to drink a, uh, you want to drink a, a bottle of wine. So you get your friend on Zoom uh, to say the brocha, and you answer amen and drink it. That you're not allowed to answer Amen because the brocha was was an invalid brocha. He wasn't allowed to do that. I'm again. I'm, he, he's not drinking. He's he's saying a brocha and you drinking. It, it's it's not acceptable. So because it's not acceptable, so the, the, that's an that's the problem answering Amen. So you, there's only a problem of answering Amen when the brocha in and of itself is invalid. Okay. So here clearly the brocha is valid and therefore there's not a, a problem. But we're going to see a bigger chiddush here. Uh, let's just before the bigger chiddush, just to clarify, we saw that the Shulchan Aruch says, if you don't have a minion, Nishka Felach, go ahead. Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Binyan Brit Mila, Moire, the Ein Tzarech Lekeim Brit Mila Beminyan Anashim, Vomer Leshoalin, the Begimel Anashim Sagi, which is generally what it is. It's the father, it's the Moel, and um, and I don't know, I get the photographer or maybe the grandfather, well, probably not the grandfather, but. Uh, huh? Sunday. The Sandek, right, right, the Sandek, Nahon. Okay. Um, now, so so basically, the answer is we've seen this. I'm not going to read Raviol Lieberman, but basically, it's clear that you don't necessarily need a minion. But based on what we've seen already, it could very well be that 
if you do it via Zoom, you fulfill the necessity for the minion in any event, right? So it clearly, I would say, is a hidur. And if one, if possible, one should try and do a, a Brit Miller via Zoom, not only for the emotional effects that you want to <laughs> include the whole mishpocha, but because there actually might be halachic benefit to doing so. Okay. Now, Rav Tzvi Shechter, again, Rav Shechter is asked something else. Now that we've said that basically, look, you, there, there, there might be a benefit of you listening in on Zoom. Now comes the question, can a person who is not present physically, but he's on the Zoom, would he be permitted to say the brocha? Right, so let's say, so let, let's read Rav Shechter. Rav Shechter says like this, so he says, first of all, for the grandfather, who's sitting on the other side of a Zoom, he can pronounce the name of the, of the, of the child. So that is not necessarily a proper bracha. It's just more a... That's not a problem that the grandfather says it. Aval de varech birkat ashekidesh shelo bifneatinok mistavre sheinonachon. He says that, that that's that's not acceptable. I the brocha of ashekidesh you did me beten. There you have to be present, right? Now, Rav Reim Kohen takes issue with this, and and the reason he takes issue with it is as follows. He says, what? What kind of um, what kind of uh, bracha are we talking about? In general, we usually have three types of brachot. We have a birkata mitzvah, we have a birkata nenin, and we have a birkat hashevach. A birkata mitzvah is usually connected to the act, the mitzvah that I'm about to do. So if I'm about to shake the lulav, and they're all types of um, all types of regulations, that the brocha is very connected to the action to the point where I cannot say the brocha until pretty much I've got the, the almost the lulav in my hand, right? It shouldn't be still in its uh, packet, right? Um, it should be very accessible that I'm able to fulfill the mitzvah straight away. So you see the connection between the brocha and the mitzvah is, is very, very close. Birkota shevach, Right, is something different. Uh, by the way, and also you, you, you say the brocha on the apple, not when the apple's in the fridge. Right? You, you take the apple, you hold it in your hand, and then you say the brocha and you take a bite. Okay? However, birkata shevach is what, it, what is it? It's, not it's connected to what you see or what you feel. Right? So you see lightning and you can make a brocha. You see the ocean, you can make a brocha. Right? So what type of brocha is Ashekidesia did me better in Koreta Brit? So let's read Rav Raim Cohen. He says as follows Haim Medubar al Birkota Mitzvot, Kain it starfutle Tvilash, Yeshla Sotam, Beseruf, Uvesmichutle Brit. Right? If it's a Birkota Mitzvah, it has to be connected to the action and to the Brit. If it's a birkat shevach, according to Rav Raim Kohen, he says one could theoretically give 
this uh, idea. Now his conclusion is as follows. Lor kivun lor ha sheitzagnu leel kevan sheein tzorich b'tzeruf lemaase amitzvah nitan levarechota merachok loatzi yedei chova beemtzaut ha telephone or tochnot tochnot online. According to Avraham Cohen, there is room for basically a person to make the bracha even though he's not present. Now, interestingly enough, this is a very similar to conclusion, maybe not Lamaise, but at least in practice, in, in, in theory, that Ravosher Weiss comes to as well. Um, and uh, he, he is asked this question. So he says like this. Um, in principle, he thinks that, uh, I'm just going to read it over here. Kar katavti bekama tshuvot, dim ein avia ben yachol liot nochach bekom habrit, kagon sheyoshev bebeit hakele. Let's say the father is in prison. He can't be at his son's brit, Rachman al-Islam. Yachol hu levarech birkat lach niso bibrito shel Avram Avinu, shechiyanu derech ha-telefon mimakom mimatso, velichora hu adin levracha zo. And it seems that this is also the bracha on uh, regarding koreita brit. Right? So theoretically says Rav Oshavais that you could actually say all of these brachot. And then he says, you know, there's a minag to make a brocha and then take uh, some wine from the cup and give it to the tinok. So he says, okay, so have a cup of wine by the, by the bris itself. That's not, that's not the end of the world. Okay. Lemaise is not happy about this. Okay. Lemaise thinks that, that although in theory it's, the, 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 the lomdus is correct, the halachic principles are correct. But he's uh, he's not sure that he wants to be matirat, right? Um, and therefore he says like this: I'm worried about So he's worried that you know if people are going to start doing this in Corona. Then, okay, the grandfather couldn't make it to the bris and he's going to do this as well. So bottom line, he paskins that really you shouldn't say the bracha. But me'ikaradin, he, he holds that you could. Now, why does he hold that there's a long truva? We saw Rav Raim Kohen that basically discussed the nature of the, the bracha, that this is not a birkat mitzvah, it's a birkat shevach, etc. Okay, I want to uh, get to a very important topic. Yeah, sorry, you cut off someone. Question on that? Yeah. In, according to that, then, then if I see lightning on Zoom, would I make a bracha? And if, if yes, then if I see a television program with lightning, would I say a bracha? So excellent, Shaila. This is actually has come up in the in the i've seen it they, they the the, the poskim actually discussed it uh, they discussed it uh, which is coming up right so let's say you can't see it but you can see it on zoom can you say it um and 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 it's 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 it, it could be that if it's a big that now if it's a if it's not live 
then it seems that the poskim are more machmir. So it's a television, a television program is not going to work. But if it's live, yitachem that you could say a bracha. Right? Um, I can't remember offhand. I, I remember the poskim specifically discussing those two, those two uh, brachot. I can't remember what the maskana was, but definitely it is it is part of this discussion. And the, those who are makel regarding birkat hashevach and achinami, there's a good room that they they would also apply it to them. Okay, let's uh, let's just very quickly um, discuss uh, the concept of a wedding. Okay, now I'm, I'm sure you you, you uh, physically on the screen here both know the, um, the the ceremony, but for the for the people that are listening, I'm just going to give a very brief summary of what happens when people get married under the chuppah. In truth, there are two separate ceremonies. Uh, what we call today an engagement, you know, the, your, the, 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 the couple announcing engagement, halachically is not really an engagement. The engagement that we talk about in halacha, it, it, it has significance. It's a shidduch, right, which has significance. And therefore, if you cancel the, the engagement, what we call an engagement, there are ramifications. There might even be financial ramifications, et cetera, et cetera. But the engagement that we generally talk about in halacha is when a the, the groom gives the woman the ring, the bride the ring, and says, in front of two witnesses. What that does is now the couple are engaged. Halachically, they are betrothed. And what does that mean? That means that basically, on the one hand, if they want to cancel the engagement, this woman needs a get. And if she doesn't have a get, and she, let's say, has uh, goes and marries someone else, that's Eishetish. That is uh, considered adultery. So for all intents and purposes, on a certain level, they married. However, if, they, if he just gave her the ring, they are still not allowed to live as man, husband and wife. Right in a with the with, with, with live together, be together, etc. When does that happen? That is a wedding ceremony. Now, in the times of the Talmud, they used to have the engagement ceremony. He used to give her the ring or whatever it was, and six months later or a year later, they used to have the wedding ceremony. In the meantime, again, she wasn't able to. If she, if she wanted to, you know, if the couple wanted to break up, they needed a get, right? She needs to get a get. Today, for, for obvious reasons, this idea of separating the engagement to the marriage caused all types of problems. And therefore, already in the times of the Rishonim, we put the two ceremonies together, right? So basically, when you, today, when we go to the chuppah, the couple get engaged, and five minutes later, they get married. Right? That is, by the way, one of the reasons why Rashi says we read the Ketubah. We read the Ketubah to kind of make a distinction between the ceremony of the engagement and the ceremony of the marriage. Okay? So far, uh, everything is clear. Now, let's go back to our, uh, <clears throat> let's go back to our sources. The nature of brachot, we have brachot that go together with the engagement ceremony, and we have brachot that go together with the wedding ceremony. But the question is, are they the same? Are they similar? Or is the nature of the brachot similar or different? So let's start. Brachot, when it comes to the engagement ceremony, says the Shulchan Aruch in Ezer, Lamed Daled, 
Birkat Eirusin Tricha Asara Lechatchila, that the brachot of Eirusin need to be done with a minion Lechatchila. What does that mean, Lechatchila? Says the Beit Shmuel, Tricha Asara Lechatchila, Vimleika Asara Enikov, that if you don't have 10 people, you can still have the engagement ceremony, no problem, say the brachot, it's all good. By the way, this is against the opinion of the Go'onim. The Go'onim felt that a minion over here is critical. So the Shulchan Aruch is telling us that we don't paskin like the Go'onim, right? We don't paskin like the Go'onim. Um, and we paskin like Rav Rishonim that basically say when it comes to the engagement ceremony, if you can have a minion, great. If you can't have a minion, nishkafelach. Now, what happens to the next ceremony? Right? And that is the wedding ceremony. And the question is, what makes up a wedding ceremony? What is a wedding ceremony? We said, when it comes to the engagement ceremony, it's very clear that groom gives the, the, uh, the wife a shave puto, call it the ring, and he says, in front of two witnesses, they are engaged. What is the wedding ceremony? Now, the wedding ceremony is a machloket. It's not so clear what it is. When one opinion is they stand under a chuppah. They go into a chuppah, generally that it has to belong to a husband. That's, that's a separate discussion, right? Um, maybe that is the wedding ceremony, the fact that they stand under a chuppah. Possibility number two, the sheva brachot in and of themselves, they are the 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 birkat chatanim are the is the chalot of the nisuin right that is what creates the wedding possibility number three is the yichud right possibility number four um is actually the bedecking that's a bit of a complicated shita because it means that she got married before she got engaged anyway let's leave that for now so now says the gemarian ketubot zayin amud bet amar av nachman amar li huna barnatan Baruchuna says, Tana minayin lebirkat chatanim ba'asara. Where do I know that the brocha of Sheva brachot, birkat chatanim, is with 10 people? Shneemar, vayikach asara anashim mizikne ha'ir, vayomer shvupo. It says about Boaz, he said that he took 10 people and says, vayomer shvupo. Rabbi Avahu amar mehacha. Rabbi Avahu says from a different source. B'makhelot birchu elokim, right? In, in the multitudes or in the assemblies, Bless Hashem, uh, your God. Mimakar Yisrael. Now, Makar Yisrael is is a remez. It's a, it's an it's a hinting to something which has got to do with conjugal relations. Because Makar is got to do with the the birth of the Jewish people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And therefore, from here, the Gemara learns out that when you're dealing with something which is referring to the ability to bring children into the world, i.e. Then the couple being able to get married, you have to b'makelot elokim. In an assembly, you have to make the brocha. So those are two sources in the Gemara, but from this Gemara, it sounds like you need to have a minion. The question is, what happens if you don't have a minion? Says the Shulchan Aruch in Eben Ha'ezer Samach Bet, ein mevarchin birchat chatanim ele ba'asara gdolim uvnei chorin. You can only say Sheva Brachot and you need 10 people and you need them to be Godolim, Bnei Chorin, Vechatan Minaminyan. Here they need to be basically be, be 10 men over the age of Bar Mitzvah. You can include the Chatan. 
בין כשאומרים אותם בשעת נישואין, בין כשאומרים אותם אחר ברכת המזון. You know, the seven uh, days, שבע ימי המשתה, you need to be able to say the brachot. You can only say the brachot with a minion. And now comes the question. Okay. You can't say the brachot if you don't have a minion. That's clear from the Gemara, clear from the Shulchan Aruch. What happens if there is no minion? What do you do? Now, the Rashba was asked the Shaila. And look what the Beit Shmuel, the, the Beit Shmuel pass, uh, summarizes it for, for Uvamakom de Leika Asara. Let's say there are no 10 people. Ein la'asot nisuim, kach katav harashba. According to the Rashba, you cannot get married. And that's quite wild. But we understand why you can't get married. Because according to the Rashba, the brachot, in essence, are the, 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 the factor that creates the wedding. Now we know that according to the Gemara, you can only say the brachot with a minion. If you can't, if, so if you can't say the brachot, you can't get married. However, piskei mari, but the trumat adeshen cholek alze, ba Beit Yosef iskim ledivre Rashba. The Beit Yosef holds like the Rashba, and the darkim Moshe katav ein dvarav nirim ela ein habrachot maakvin. So the darkim Moshe of here, Moshe Iselus, the Rama is Michael. Obviously, but if you're living in Indonesia and the only way you can get, uh, you can get a minion is, you know, I don't know, to fly people in from Australia, that, that's difficult. And in such a case, therefore, that's considered bedieved, and therefore, that would be permitted. So based on this, the question is like this. Let's say, I, I mean, I don't know if there are such restrictions anywhere in the world, but assuming, let's say there's a restriction that a couple, you can't, they can't get married in a minion. Let's say they're in, uh, they're in Bidud, they're in quarantine, right? So they're in quarantine and, and, and uh, they can't get, they don't have a minion. So what do you do in such a case? Do we say, well, you can't get married, right? Without a minion. Or do we say, we rely on the opinion of the, um, of the Ramah over here and says, top, this is considered bidyevet. In such a case, one can get married. I find that what, what, what's fascinating is we, we're really trying to get to the, COVID is highlighting things that we've never really, you know, it's never really been a Shaila before, right? But it, it highlights the nature of what the, the bracha is. According, uh, when it comes to the bracha of Erosin, right, of, of the engagement, it was completely different. There, there it was, uh, according to most opinions, it's a birkat shevach, right? It's just some type of uh, birkat shevach. Maybe it's a birkat mitzvah. That seems to be a machloket between the Rambam and the Rosh. But when it comes to the Nisuin ceremony, yeah, according to Sam Rishonim, this is the actual, uh, this is the actual mechanism that creates the 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 wedding, and therefore, if you can't say these brachot, it's not just a nice thing. Therefore, rather, it's 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 ma'akev. That is the opinion of the Rash. But again, we don't paskin. It seems that the Darke Moshe, and it seems look, it's not it's not so clear how often in history. Um, we could we would apply this din. So it's very difficult to say that even Svardim or Makel, because I don't know when last this happened in history that they the Svardim had to rely on the Ramah uh, regarding this halacha. I suppose someone's in jail and he's never gonna get out and I, you can you can work out uh, concoct some uh, some scenario. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand according to the Ramah 
You don't, if you don't have a minion, what would you do after reading the Ketuvah? You, you wouldn't say the Sheva Brachot, but basically okay. you would, would you uh, sing a Meshkachech and the couple would go into Yichud. Oh, so the Yichud would be, okay. The Yichud and the Chuppah. Remember the Chuppah, they're standing in a Chuppah, under a Chuppah. The Chuppah, the, the Chuppah starts before Erison even. No, the, the, the fact that the Chuppah starts before, we just do that for, for whatever, for technical reasons, right? But, but Me'ikaradin, the Chuppah is standing under the Chuppah. And, and that's, that's why many poskim are machmir, um, that the Chuppah, you know, that generally belongs to the Shul, actually belongs to the husband. Why does it have to belong to the husband? Because when, when the Gemara talks about going into the Chuppah, it means that the, the husband took the wife, the bride into his house okay and by taking her into his house that is the act of the wedding right so today we don't take her into the house what do we do we stand under the chuppah so therefore many poskim hold that the chuppah actually has to have some balut that the, the the husband the the groom actually has to own the chuppah. I remember when, you know, um, I haven't been Masada Kiddushin for, for quite a few years, but when I was Masada Kiddushin, uh, I tried to make sure that the husband um, actually, you know, sometimes they hire, uh, they hire the chuppah. You know, the, you go to these halls or whatever, they hire the chuppah. So I always made sure that it's coming out of the husband's uh, um, part of his donation to the uh, to the expenses and not the wife's donation because it's very important that it actually belongs to the husband and not the wife anyway the point is is that that could be a critical factor according to many roshanim is the chuppah another critical factor could be the yichud right um whether it's the yichud that they spend five minutes in the room afterwards or whether it's the yichud that night or whatever it is but the point is is that there are there are different Poskim that focus on different aspects as to what creates the halot, the mechanism that creates the wedding. But it sounds like, according to the Rashba, the actual Sheva Brachot are the critical, um, are critical and very different to the nature of all the other Brachot that we've seen so far. Every other Bracha that we've seen so far is, is really just, you know, if you did it, great. And if you didn't do it, Baseda, it's not Ma'akev. But here, it's not so clear. It's not so clear. Now, just to conclude, there is a very interesting Noda Yehuda. Now, the Noda Yehuda <clears throat> uh, was dealing with a case where a, a, a couple got married without Trevor Brachot. Either they didn't have a minion, they didn't do Trevor Brachot. And the Noda Yehuda said like this. First of all, he said the Masada Kedushin over there, we should take away his license, etc., etc. It was a naughty, naughty Masada Kedushin, right? Because in theory, he could have, they could have done it with a minion, right? Um, and, uh, but, but whatever, the couple did the Birkat Nisuin without, uh, without a minion, which doesn't seem to be valid, right? Now, he says like this, what should that couple do? Says the Nod of Yehuda, listen, they should go to their friend's wedding that they, they're getting married in two days' time. They should go stand next to the chuppah over there and uh, tell all the, you know, the Masadi Kedushin that's going to recite all the Sheva Brachot, that he should have them in mind as well. And when he says the Brachot, they should answer Amen, and that way they'll fulfill the obligation. What do you see from the Nod Yehuda? You see from the Nod Yehuda a very interesting principle, that one Bracha can fulfill the Mitzvah for two couples, right? Now, based on this, 
Um, we're running out of. Um, Let's just read it. He quotes over here. V'siyem de mikol makom en efsed kasher yuzdamen sham nisuin yamdu gam mazug azeh samuch lechupa v'yichavnu latzet bivracha shivarchu lechatan v'akala acherim. And also, you obviously, you have to tell them sadek kedushin to have them in mind. Now, based on that, Rav Rimon says, look, in an event where um, this couple can't get married with uh, with the minion, and therefore they cannot say sheva brachot. So what should you do, right? So they should listen via Zoom to another wedding taking place and answer Amen. Because what did the Nod Behuda show us? The Nod Behuda basically showed us that one brocha can fulfill for two, two couples. So based on that, he holds, look, he, I think he's saying, he uses it as a language of yesh bekach hidur. What have you got to lose, right? If you can't, if you can't say the Sheva Brachot, we're still going to rely on the Ramah that you can get married. Okay? But, according to based on what we've just seen from the Nodabi Yehuda, try it. I.e., there, there, there is a Maila in such a case, but this is all, sorry, let me just read these last lines. It says, Omnam Kevan Shezem Chudash Vimem Choshvim Shiasigu Minyan Betok Shivat Yemea Mishte Adif Shelon in Hog Bedorechzo. They shouldn't do this. Bekach Yochlu Achakach Levarech Birkat Chatanim Basara. Let's say they know that, you know, the government restrictions, they're not going to be able to get a minion. To kind of align your chuppah with the chuppah via Zoom, there is a hitter to do that. I don't know how practical it is, but there is such a hitter. So, that is uh, that is basically the final topic. Uh, we didn't get to a minion for for Sheva Brachot. Uh, we'll discuss that. We'll continue this uh, and regarding a siyum next week. Okay. Toiv yashakoch to everybody. Yashakoch. Kol tov.